Howdy, Mountaineers. I'm Kaylee Riccatelli, and the girls are back We're with back. the girls who get it. I have Sydney here again, and we haven't done an episode since last year. I know. Oh, <gasps> I hate this. <laughs> I hate that joke. Yeah. We haven't. I feel I'm like sorry. I haven't seen you in so long. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you since last year. Whoa. Well, I'm glad we're back because we have a lot to catch up on. It was on. an eventful winter break for the Mountaineers. It was. But first, Sydney, how was your break? Oh, it was good. I had a really good holiday with my family. Spent some time with some friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. Like a lot of them. I ran into a lot of people from high school. <laughs> You know, you know how that's you, hit or miss. You know, <laughs> you know how it goes. Um, but we'll talk about something else that I got to do that was really cool later. Oh. Yeah, it was a good break. Okay. See, my break was pretty uneventful. I spent Christmas at home, so like, you know, should should, should we shout out our friends on the podcast? Congratulations to your brother and his <gasps> oh my fiance. Gosh, yeah. I didn't do anything super exciting, but my brother got engaged, which was really cool, and I'm so excited about it. Literally, because, of course, like, I knew beforehand, because oh, he was yeah. like, hey, just so you guys know, I'm going to... And I was like, okay, sick. I had to keep my mouth shut for five days. Oh. Do you know how hard that is for me? Especially something I'm you know excited about. that is for us? Yeah. But I pulled it off. I didn't tell... I told almost no one for five days. So... That's an accomplishment for me. I achieved things. But while my brother was doing that, I bought Legos. So, because I literally, I have wanted the Lego Mandalorian helmet for so long. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, that's so sick. And I love the Mandalorian. I think the helmet looks so cool. And I love Star Wars. Which I watched Star Wars over break too. Which... That's a, mm-hmm. I'm going to get off on a tangent. I need to stop before I get on it. But I have wanted it for so long. And then I got Amazon gift cards for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then those Legos went on sale yeah. on Amazon. And I was like, call it fate. Call I it would... destiny. Call it written in the stars. I'm getting these Legos. And I did. And I picked them up um, at my apartment. When I got so I'm going to I'm gonna throw this out here to, to all of our listeners. I am, in fact, single. And... I am the only one of my cousins that is single, but all of my cousins' boyfriends have gotten them these adorable little Lego flower bouquets. <gasps> so naturally, I, I asked for one for Christmas. One. And I get to Christmas morning, and my father, God love him, like a lot of parents, like a lot of times it's the dad that's like the parent that doesn't know what everything is. My father puts his heart and soul into Christmas. My dad does all of the shopping, all of the wrapping. We call him Buddy Claus. Buddy Claus. Like, that is the friend group joke that is my family joke. We call him Buddy Claus. So, Buddy Claus does everything. And when I tell you, I opened and now have, at 21 years old, 16 weeks from my college graduation, I now own three Lego (gasps) flower bouquet sets. I love Lego flower. See, we already... This is the most Legos I've owned in my life. I also got a stuffed baby Groot that was a familial inside joke. So I literally, at 21 years of age, got stuffed animals and Legos for Christmas. See, I'm 22, and I got um, dresses to wear when I'm a professional news lady. And, um, oh my gosh, this one, okay, this one freaked me out. Because I I love my brother, right? He's fantastic. He got me an Aaron Judge shirt. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a shirt. It has, like, his face, his number, all that on it. It looks super sick cool shirt i'm terrified to wear it because i don't know if i've talked about this on here i have a jersey curse oh yeah okay so any jersey i bought it's not even just jerseys it's any kind of player specific team merch that, that i gets injured buy or wear or whatever they either get injured or they get traded within the year it happened with what was the first one first one was tim tebow I got a Tim Tebow Broncos jersey when I turned 10. Within a year or two, literally, he, like, got hurt, fell off, went to the Jets, and then didn't do well with the Jets. I think went to the Patriots for, like, practice squad or something. And then he just gone. So then 
I got, I keep hitting this mic. I'm not, I'm, I haven't done this in forever, guys. I'm so sorry. We're getting back in our I got, I got a Chris Johnson hand, a hand me down Chris Johnson jersey from my brother, CJ2K. Mm -hmm. Big slay. Um, he left the Titans within a year or two, right? So I put that jersey away, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then, like, my junior year of high school, or somewhere around there, I got these LeBron James Cavalier socks. You don't need to talk about that guy. At the beach. Three weeks later, he went to the Lakers. Three weeks. Oh, that was recent. I thought you were talking about Miami. Oh, no, 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 no. I grew up in a, when LeBron went to Miami, we were burning his jersey in the neighborhood fire pit in the middle of the cul-de-sac family. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. This was when he went back to the Cavaliers and went to the Lakers from there. Three weeks later, he went to the Lakers. So then there was that. When I graduated high school, the birthday that I graduated high school, so it was May 2019, mm-hmm. I got a D.D. Gregorius jersey. He played shortstop for, oh, actually, no, 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 no. Before that, first semester of my senior year of high school, I broke the CJ2K jersey back out. I was like, you know what? I haven't worn this in forever. He hasn't been with the Titans in a while, but the Titans are playing today. It was on a Sunday. I was like, Titans are playing. I'm going to wear the jersey. Throwback sake, right? Literally, the next day, Chris Johnson retires from the NFL. I hadn't worn that jersey in forever. The day after I wear it for the first time in years, he retires. Okay? So then the following May, I get a D.D. Gregorius jersey for my birthday to wear to a baseball game that I was going to in August. Because that was my like high school graduation, whatever. My dad was like, I'll take you to a Yankees game. So I got a jersey in May I wore it to the game in August. D.D. Gregorius got traded the following December. Literally, months after I wore it to a game, he was gone. I was like, are you kidding me? So then, I was like... You you are not allowed to touch a single, single piece of Garrett Green merch I'm not for the next two years. I'm not touching Garrett Green. I'm not touching Joe Burrow. I'm not touching oh, who else. Oh, he's... he's we love Joe Burrow, but he's, I'm he's not already touching, dealing with his own issues. I'm not touching Will Levis. I'm not touching, um, oh my gosh, I'm not touching LeBron anymore. I'm staying far, far away from Anthony Volpe because I love him. I'm not touching DJ LeMayhew. I'm not, no we one. Can, we can get into it later, but do, do you happen to own any Connor Bedard stuff? I don't. Poor kid. But, I'm really, I'm really, really sending him a lot of... Uh, good vibes, but I also noticed a lot in like the Instagram and Twitter comments. Let's get these NHL players some better like face protection. Yes, so that they're not getting like broken jaws, noses, and like. Because why did it take this long for them to require neck protectors? It I took like know. it took a guy dying for them to put neck protect. It, it's it's crazy. But what was I talking about? Oh, the Aaron Judge thing. So a while ago, I got this All Rise sticker mm-hmm. for my laptop, right? And I was like. I was like, I wasn't really thinking. And then it came time to renew Aaron Judge's contract last last year. He almost didn't. We almost lost him. He almost went somewhere else, but he really wanted to play for the Yankees, so he came back. And I was like, that was cutting it too close. I was like, no more Aaron Judge merch for me. I was like, the All Rise sticker, that's all I need. That's all, I, that's all I'm getting. Oh my gosh, I forgot one. I literally, I'm not even an Angels fan. I got a Shohei Otani shirt back in like, this mm-hmm. past spring. Yep. And now he's and now he's a Dodger. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't have anything. So then Christmas, I opened it up and my brother got me an Aaron Judge shirt. And, and I opened it won't. and I was like, yo, and I was and I literally I looked at all of them and I went, Is it safe for me to wear this? I was like, his contract is long enough, right? Like we're not gonna lose him. And they were like, Yeah, Kaylee, I think you can wear it. I was like, what if he gets injured? He's thirty one. And they were like, just wear it to spring training and then don't touch it. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, <laughs> literally, literally. Don't, but, don't touch it. Yeah, so I'm scared to death to wear that shirt. But um, uh, yeah, so that was that was my Christmas. That was my break. It's really fun. That's that that's some Kaylee lore for you guys. Oh, I don't I don't remember I talked about that before. Freaking literally. But um, yeah, nothing much happened over my break. But uh, let me tell you, WVU sports was anything but uneventful over break which we'll get into in the mountaineer sports recap coming up at the end but first there's a few broader women's sports stories that i'm really excited to talk about i'm kind of excited kind of yeah but um first 
the PWHL, the Professional Women's Hockey League that we talked about in one of our last episodes, had an explosive, like, record-breaking opening. So first, they set the record for the highest attendance at a women's professional hockey game not once, but twice. First setting it on January 2nd with 8,318 fans present to watch Ottawa play Montreal, and then breaking their own record on January 6th as 13,316 fans came out to watch Montreal play Minnesota. So cool. Like, how cool? They they literally set a record and then broke their own record. I love the TikTok videos, and it's really sweet just to see all these young girls that are, like, hockey players or fans that just, they get, they get to have something of their own. I know. And they get to grow up with it. And it's gonna it's just it's a really cool thing. I'm really excited about this. I'm glad we talked about it and I'm glad we've gotten to like cover this as it comes to fruition. It's really cool. Like even just seeing like with like women's college basketball right now and the girls that are like looking up to Caitlin Clark and like oh my gosh, who else is it? Um uh Angel Reese. Mm-hmm. She I know she's like a big one that a lot of girls take inspiration from uh Haley Van Lith, Paige mm-hmm. Bugers, all them they're like playing really well and these girls are oh, like yeah. like latching on to that and like even there's NBA players who are taking their daughters to these games so that they can watch these girls live mm-hmm. and it's amazing and now that little girls who play hockey also get to do that or even girls just like who just like skating mm-hmm. honestly because I I wanted to skate when I was little and it would have been so cool to see women playing hockey too because, I mean, like, women in skating, you think, like, figure skating and ice dancing and that kind oh, of yeah. thing. Like, you don't really get to see them play hockey that much. But now they have mm-hmm. this, like, that a whole season. It's so cool. I'm excited. Um, So, yeah, so they uh, had an attendance record, broke their own attendance record. On top of that, 2.9 million people streamed the PWHL's inaugural game across their three Canadian broadcast partners, which are CBC, TSN, and Sportsnet. So on top of the 8,000, 13,000 people who were in attendance, the inaugural game, like the first ever PWHL game, 2.9 million people streamed it across three Canadian networks. Granted, hockey's a little bit bigger in Canada. I don't Mm -hmm. know what the American numbers were because I think... In America, you can just, like, stream it on YouTube or, oh, yeah. like, that kind of thing. So it's not as available here, but that's still, like, 2.9 million people. That's crazy. And on the ice, Ella Shelton from New York's uh, team. They don't have team names yet. For this mm-hmm. year, they're kind of just New York, Ottawa, Montreal, and then that's it. Yeah. But once I think once they get more into it and they're going to start like branding the jerseys, sorry, branding the jerseys and that kind of thing. But so Ella Shelton from New York's team scored the league's first ever goal. So New York was in one of the first games. She scored the first goal ever, which is so exciting. And then Grace Zumwinkle notched the league's first hat trick. So like the stuff there, the stuff that's happening on and off the ice for the PWHL literally so cool like i'm so excited about this like ah it's so big that not only are these girls doing things on the ice but there's people there watching it and like enjoying it and they're getting a crowd for it and i think that's so cool but if you want to check out the pwhl and see how you can catch a game go to the pwhl.com so that's like t-h-e p-w-h-l Com. And you can find everything from schedules to rosters on there. So I haven't been able to catch a game yet because I spent break at home, like I said, which is the middle of nowhere BFE. But <laughs> I'm planning on watching a couple of the games that are being played in the next few days oh, yeah. because now I have mm-hmm. a little more reliable internet. But <laughs> heck yeah. But are you a hockey girl? Like how? So I actually, it's my one like sports affiliation with Pittsburgh because Cleveland didn't have a team. I did grow up a Penguins fan because the first famous person I ever recognized that had the same name as me, even though it's spelled differently, was Sidney Crosby. So I really did love, I was like a, I had neighbors who were big hockey people. So I was a Sidney Crosby fan as a little kid. I love going to penguins games because 
they do like $25 student rush tickets. So if you buy the tickets with a student, like a edu email of any kind of any of the schools like in the area you can get student rush tickets to literally any penguins game yeah so my friends and i would all go my one friend grew up in pittsburgh and we would use like her and all of her brothers like hockey jerseys and we'd just go to games so we did that a couple times like a couple of years ago so i keep up with the penguins i keep up with hockey just because i think it's funny that you can just straight up like sucker punch someone in the middle of a sport and like you don't really get like fine for like you don't more sports need to do that for real for real yeah yeah you feel like a call was unfair just sock somebody in the like you know how many times i've been sitting at sporting events and i'm like i'd really like to punch that ref in the face no literally in hockey you can do that yeah exactly no like unless it gets to like a miles garrett mason rudolph situation where the guy's like coming out with a helmet (laughs) let him fight it out yeah like it's entertaining like because i was I love baseball, but the fights are so boring. Oh, yeah. Because it's literally just like benches clear and they're all just kind of like shuffling around a little bit until you get like, oh my gosh, who was it? Is it Tim Anderson? Who just like goes out just full on clocks? Yep. It's hilarious. Yeah, no. But, or, or did he I, get clocked? I don't, I don't know. But I know what you're talking about. No, I mean, I, I'm a, I keep up like most of the sports that we've talked about in the last couple of months. We know my, my knowledge is limited, but improving. But hockey is one that I've done my best to keep up with. But my my big love recently has been college basketball, which we all get into. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, women's college basketball. Like, this is the most excited I've seen people about women's basketball in a long time, I think. Well, because they're killing it. I mean, look at, look at us. Because, I mean, we have, like, Caitlin Clark is playing in... Or for Iowa right now. Oh, yeah. She's huge. She literally, I think, she broke a couple of records or became the first person mm-hmm. to do something, oh, like, yeah. a couple of times over break. And then, did you see LSU's Dress Like Kim Mulkey night? hmm That was so good. And then um, USC, we talked a little bit about USC, mm-hmm. how they have, like, freshman Juju Watkins, who is, like, oh, yeah. killing it. We have some of our own Mountaineers. Oh, where are this... I think even though we do now have a game in the loss column, I do think this is going to be a just absolute record-breaking year for these women. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that Coach Kellogg is doing a lot of the right things. I think the girls are doing a lot of the right things. I'm really, really excited um, to watch them. And the men are also there. Yes, we'll get it. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. They're awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, because I th- I think I want to say the our women's basketball team might have also broken a women's basketball attendance record mm-hmm. at the Coliseum. I think I don't, they either broke it or there was just a lot mm-hmm. of people there. I can't remember if they, they actually set a record or not. But it, it, I think it was the um, Education Day game over break. Oh, but it it's so cool. I'm. I love seeing people this excited to watch this because usually, like I heard all the time growing up, well, women's basketball just isn't as exciting as men's. It's slower. It's da, da, da. no, but like it's better played. It's like no women play better defense. No, little, women I'm, play scrappier. I'm, they play cleaner. I'm but gonna they talk somehow about that. play more intensely. I'm gonna talk about that later because literally, fundamentally. I'm going to cut myself off. But anyway, so yeah. So it's been great seeing people get this excited. But um, unfortunately, there was a little bit of a uh, not-so-pleasant lemon sports story over break. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Because it can't all be sunshine and rainbows in women's mm-hmm. sports. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> um, seven-time Olympic medalist Simone Biles. Let me say that again. Seven-time Olympic medalist. Mm-hmm. Simone Biles and her husband, Green Bay Packers safety Jonathan Owens. Who? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going into this with a lot of fast aggression. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Got caught up in some less than pleasant discourse around their relationship after Owens said in an interview with The Pivot that he did not know who Biles was when he initially matched her matched with her on a dating app. 
Now, Owens's explanation was that he was in college when Biles made her 2016 Olympic run. He didn't have access to NBC or any other uh, network that might broadcast the games. Like, he didn't really have access to cable television. Like, they just didn't have that. He said he was also in summer training camp for football at the time because he played obviously played football in college so he was in training camp for it so he didn't have a lot of free time wasn't really checking his phone when he was checking his phone it was usually just like basic like scroll through social media whatever that kind of thing and he didn't really follow gymnastics very closely in the first place I don't know that he really followed the Olympics and if he did it was just like a basic check the sports he checks and that's it so he'd never really followed gymnastics um up to that point which can be forgivable okay I can I can see that he was busy with training camp he was in Mm -hmm. college wasn't watching the Olympics wasn't really following Uh them that much so then he said that he was curious when he saw that she was a gymnast because the dating app that they were on she had that she was a gymnast and uh so he was curious he looked into it and what first tipped him off about her notoriety was when he saw how many followers she had saying the first thing I saw was that she had a bunch of followers so in my mind I'm like she's got to be good uh which that was a direct quote from Owens now up to this point I was tracking okay I was rolling with him I was like okay I can I can kind of get this uh but then the host of the show joked that Owens must have thought he was the catch in the scenario before he saw that to which Owens said I always say the men are the catch, man. Pardon me? Huh? Like, what did... I just don't... Uh, so, him and Biles met on Raya, which is basically Raya. like... Raya. So, I'll, Raya. We'll, get, we'll get into this. Which is basically like celebrity yeah. gender. So, it's my goal in life to get on Raya solely because with what I want to do with my life, I am well aware that I'm going to have a very strange life. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for me to marry someone that is not in a industry related to entertainment or sports. That's the sole reason I'd want to be on it. I don't expect to be ever be famous enough to be on Raya, but like there's people who are public figures on it. Like people I've worked with before, I know met their significant other who is also uh, like a public figure, but not celebrity status on that app. I just I'm going Rich, to assume so I'm going to assume that it was a Jason and Kylie Kelsey situation. <laughs> Jason Kelsey, they've talked about it very publicly. Jason Kelsey did not have a single photo relating to the fact that he was an Eagles player or anything on his profile. I'm going to assume that she put Simone age gymnast as like her profession and she's on there, but no offense, if there is a singular athlete on that app, you are going to assume, especially in something like gymnastics, you are going to assume that they are an Olympian. No yeah. offense. I'm sorry. Either that or no offense. Maybe, essentially based on what this guy is saying, maybe he is a goddamn idiot. I mean, yeah, but because, <clears throat> so I'm going to keep going I here. want you to finish the story because there's a, I have a point to what I'm saying. So they met on Raya, which is like Celebrity Tinder, in March of 2020. Yeah. Which I didn't realize when they met. Because I was like, how do you go from 20... I keep bumping this mic. Oh my gosh. How do you go from 2016 Mm -hmm. to 2020 and never hear about Simone Biles? Like, even if you don't follow gymnastics, you know who Simone Biles is. She's all over every interview thing. Does he watch ESPN? She's on there like at least once a month. Like, anytime there's a national gymnastics thing or an Olympic thing or whatever, they talk about Simone Biles. Like, they... Uh, but anyway... I'm honestly thinking maybe he just wanted to make it seem... Because, like, that's the thing that I... I don't want to say I've always done, but, like, there are some people that you meet and you're like, yeah, it's cool. But there are also, like, when you get into the habit of being surrounded by people like that, you kind of just get to the point where, like... It almost is more flattering in some of those situations or like if you're going after a person in the sense of being like, oh, I'm interested in dating this person. Maybe you pretend like you don't know who they are well, cause- so that you have the high ground. Because like I've met some people where 
like I've been in social situations, especially even at our school where like you're at a party with an athlete and they're walking around like they're SHIT don't stink. And you walk up to them and they're like, oh, nice to meet you. And they're like, you don't know who I am. And you say no instantly. I've been followed by people at parties when I've said I don't know who they are. I 100% know who they are, but I'm not telling them that. I would not. I don't care who you are. I'm never giving someone that satisfaction. Yeah, I know who you are. I follow you on Instagram, but we're all college kids at a college party. No one's better than the other person. Like, I'm sorry. Well, like, so, I don't care. So. It's not that deep. They met, like, March of 2020, right? Oh, yeah. So, right, like, right before the pandemic. Yeah. He still didn't know who she was, which I can maybe forgive because, I mean... <sighs> I don't even follow gymnastics and I knew who Simone Biles was. But I also watch a lot of the Olympics. So I was hearing about this U.S. gymnast that I was like, okay, who's that? And then that's when I found out who she was. Um, And she said that she actually liked the fact that he didn't know who she was when they met. Which I could see because, I mean, any kind of like... They like... But you... I think especially we're learning it now with like these really public relationships between like athletes, celebrities, whatever. They... When they go home at night, they are just, they try to be as normal of people as possible. Yeah, and that's, because I was like, like, like female, kind of female anything, like any kind of, like, powerful female sort of is, like, painted as, as this, like, you know, girl boss, go get her, woo, woo, woo. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you meet someone who doesn't know that that's who you are, it might yeah. be kind of, like, a Refreshing. relief to be, like, oh, I don't have to be, like, like, I can just kind of, like, chill oh, yeah. out. And not be like hard hitting whatever. Because I mean that's great. But I'm sure it gets tiring. Oh yeah. At some point. So she said she actually liked that he didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Okay. Whatever floats your boat. Because I mean obviously it worked out for them in the end. They're married. But another thing that kind of irked the internet about this interview. <clears throat> is that if I'm not wrong. Simone Biles yeah. was there. Oh yeah. They were doing it together. In the room. And she was like pretty quiet the entire time Mm -hmm. because like the host of the podcast is a former NFL player and like Jonathan Owens currently plays in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure they had like a lot uh, to talk about, but like, hello, you are in a room with Simone Biles. Mm -hmm. Talk to her. Like, why are you talking to her husband about their relationship when she's in the room and talking about how you didn't know who, who she, who she was like, Oh my gosh. Like how are you how are you just shrugging Simone Biles off? Like Oh yeah. No, I wanna I wanna talk about what she said. Cause I struggle with this. I get and this is like a very big thing with a lot of these like relationships, and I understand that she views it as like she thinks her husband's really awesome. And, like, obviously, we Ma'am, don't... Ma'am, your husband doesn't start. But like, this is what I'm saying. She probably thinks her husband's great because that's the person she loves. Oh, yeah. She was like, I want to be referred to as Jonathan Owen's wife. Like, he won't be Simone Biles' husband. I'll be Jonathan Owen's wife. And I get it. Like, you want to defend your man. And, like... I'm telling you right now, and it's the reason probably why I don't have a boyfriend, is I pride myself on the fact that I am a very powerful intimidating woman my husband will be Sydney Wentz's husband I don't give a shit I'll take your last name but you're Sydney Wentz's husband well and I mean simply put you know what no matter what I do if that's what if that's what she wants if I'm at if I'm the mother of your children and I sit at home and raise our kids and I'm a wife and a homemaker you're still Sydney Wentz's husband don't give a crap if that's what she wants honestly go for it like I'm if, if, if she would rather be, like, if she's okay with, like, you know, kind of her husband getting pushed to the forefront. Because, I mean, if she's an Olympian, her career isn't going to be much longer. Because Olympic, yeah, Olympic gymnasts don't but, but have is, very long careers. But, but are if, we going to, we're going to speak in hypotheticals. Is this man going to break any records? Is this man going to win medals? No. 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 And he might get a Super Bowl ring. And, you know, if, if she's okay with kind of taking a step back. 
you know, more she she's Simone Biles. I'll oh, let yeah. her do whatever no, she wants. I, I absolutely <laughs> this is obviously everything we talk about in these podcasts is one hundred percent a matter of our opinion. We are entitled to our own opinions. I am saying that it's honestly to me more so I agree with you it's on that interviewer of not more bringing her into the conversation it is a little bit on him of being like obviously I don't think you should speak about yourself so cockily and remember when you're married to when you're married to Simone Biles if that's the way that their relationship works great for them I'm not judging them their relationship is their prerogative and hey they've been married for like I don't know how, but they, they've it's been, been like two and a half years. They, but they've been together for like let's, three. So like, if it's worked for this long, let's. I would just appreciate it if we put a little more, even in her own sense too. Like, obviously she's a, a very humble person, but like, let's put a little bit more respect on this woman's name and like everything that she's done. Like, that's where I'm coming from in this situation. And like coming from her, I'm sure. But it's, if it if it were me. I'd be like, okay, buddy, let's let's know your place. Co- like, I mean, coming from her end, I'm sure, I bet it's tiring to be Simone Biles all oh, the time. Yeah. And she'd rather not be Simone Biles and just be Jonathan Owens' wife. Which, oh, yeah. I mean, if that's what she wants, and she's doing very good at vocalizing it, honestly. Oh, yeah. Like, she's communicating, yeah, no, I'm okay with, like, that. Mm-hmm. And if they're in love and they're happy, Cool. That's amazing for them. I'm so happy for them. Mm-hmm. But um, kind of, but like, I don't like that he's, him and the other men in this conversation are that comfortable with making her smaller just because. Yes. Whatever. That's, that is 100% the point of this. Is yeah. I don't think, and I think it's a thing that a lot of people struggle with, especially in the sense of everyone's like, oh my God, are Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey going to get married? Before there was Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, there was Russell Wil- uh, Russell Wilson and Ciara. Russell Wilson and Ciara, and it was the exact same thing. They were pinning to her at every game. She was there watching him, and she's like, "I'm just here to watch the person I love do 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 what he loves." Like, yeah. And it's the same thing with this: is she's gonna go to those games? She's gonna be there. She's gonna watch. Like, she's gonna watch the man that she loves do his thing. And I'm telling you right now, he's if she goes to another Olympics, he's gonna be there. Yeah, he's exactly. gonna be sitting there with his parents. And I'm telling you. But and I he's going to know who she is this time. Is there's, <laughs> I think there's a very difficult issue in marriage in the public eye and making the person you're married to, whether it's the man or the woman, seem smaller. Yeah. Because they're married. Like, well, I think I think we call it it sounds horrible, but I, we were talking about it outside jokingly. But like, I think we call it settling down for a reason. And like, I don't think you should ever if you are married to the right person, you should never have to change your life and your career. And that, because that reminds me You should of, be able to have those conversations and make it work for you. And if you are happy with your life and making decisions and either stepping up or stepping away from things for the person that you love and in your life, and that's the path that you're on, then I don't think it's ever settling. And I don't think it's ever settling down well, in that relationship. That reminds me of a story from a while ago. It This was like years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's been, I think the media is a little more aware of what they're doing now. But there was a Houston news outlet, like a local mm-hmm. Houston news outlet. I might have brought this up before too. I don't even remember. That um, when Kelia Ohai, I think I'm saying her name right. Mm-hmm. Or it's Kelia. I don't know. I can't remember how to pronounce her name. Uh, she played for the, I think it's Houston Dash, mm-hmm. is the women's soccer team there. And she got traded to the Chicago Stars. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the headline that that news outlet published mm-hmm. said, J.J. Watt's fiance gets traded to Chicago Star." I have a massive issue with this and Julie Ertz. No, because literally... Massive issue with this. J.J. Watt retweeted that and said she has a name and she's actually a very accomplished soccer player herself. Yes, and I'm I'm telling you right now, if anyone ever... Because no one knows who he is anymore. Because he hasn't played in years. If anyone ever referred to Mike Fisher as Carrie Underwood's husband in a sports headline, there would be riots in the streets. Yeah. And Mike Fisher has not played <laughs> professional hockey in years. You know what he does? They live in Nashville and he mm-hmm. takes the kids to school. 
Because actually, I think there was a little bit after the story that uh, I had brought up. I think there was another outlet that mm-hmm. published a story about Watt and called him uh, Kelia Ohai's fiance. Yeah. And it's like, that. And yeah. It, he retweeted and he laughed at it because yeah. he was like, Look at look if, at the other side. That's of this. the thing, but that, that's look. exactly what I'm saying. Is if we're if we're going to label people based on their relationship, I want every single thing. Like we're calling Travis Kelsey Taylor's boyfriend. Yeah. Like people are. I think it's funny. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Which granted, I I don't want that to stick. Like it's more of just like a joke rather than actually trying yeah, to do that. No, because absolutely. Nobody should be but that's by what I'm partner. saying. If they're going to. If they're going to dish it out one way, they have to be able to handle it both ways. Like, if you're going to not even diminish, but if you're going to solely refer to women based on the relationship they are in, you should be able to do the same for the men and no one get offended. Because if we're going to be able, like, this candle has to burn at both ends for it to be okay. If Simone Biles wants to be referred to as Jonathan Owen's husband and he wants to be referred as Simone as Jonathan Owen's wife and he wants to be referred to as Simone Biles' husband, that's great. But it can't just be Jonathan Owen's wife. Like, we can't be allowing this to be something normal. I understand that in that situation, in that kind of uncomfortable situation, because you could tell the interview was just overall very uncomfortable, Yeah, she may have felt inclined and she to say she something might, like that. She and if might not have even been that uncomfortable. Yeah. Like she seemed to just be enjoying herself, sitting and listening and interjecting every once in a while. And if that's what she's, if that's what she's comfortable with, then like, yeah, you're Simone Biles. Do whatever the heck you want. But like, that shouldn't be an expectation for all women. Just like all women shouldn't mm-hmm. be expected to be like the biggest presence in the room and girl bossing all the time. Yeah. Like it's. Ugh. But anyway, yeah. Moral of the story is, if you marry me, you will be Mr. Sydney Wentz. Sorry about it. That's my moral of the story. But if, you're, if you're interested in signing on to that, you can give me a call at... Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sydney, there's a DA dating show for a reason. I have money on that. Hold, no, please sign up. In the meantime, please sign up for the DA date show. You can visit thedaonline.com. That was a totally intentional segue. <laughs> totally. But uh, moving on to our WVU sports recap, because I'm super, super duper duper oh, yeah. excited about this one. Oh, Hello. Yeah. We have an Olympian on our rifle team. Whoop, whoop, Once whoop. again, Mary Tucker, fifth year rifle team member is going to Paris for the 2024 Olympics. Yeah. I'm, oh my gosh. She's, I want her on here. We, we Call us, Mary. Please. We're Mar- interested. Mary, we hope you love us back. Mary, if you're out there, um, hit me up. Hit we my hope, line. We hope you love us right back. Please, because she's, she's literally iconic. She's competing in air rifle for oh, Team I'm USA. I'm so excited. So that's amazing. We're a rifle school. I will say it we again. But also, finally, finally, we're also a women's basketball school because the women's basketball team balling right now. So last ballin'. time, last time we checked in with women's basketball, they were undefeated. Mm-hmm. We unfortunately are defeated. Uh, we have a thirteen and one record now. We just lost. We're not that defeated. We just lost our first game on Saturday, January sixth, to number ten Texas. Like. And because I was at that game, watched it in person. First of all, speaking of beating up refs, those refs were terrible. Like, I will go Mm. on the record and say they sucked. Okay? Horrible refs. But that's not what lost us the game because we lost by like 30 or so points. Um, It was a... It was a rough day to be a mountaineer wherever you may be because the men also lost that day. Um... Well, the men, the men are, the men are trying. The, they're. I just wanted you to know, this is me trying. <laughs> That's the, that should be their walkout song. I, <laughs> no, because the women's walkout song is "Family Ties" by Baby Keem and yep. Kendrick Lamar. I love it. I love that. Literally, the trumpets went on. I went, "Hello!" I was so amped for that game. But um, so we did lose to number ten Texas on Saturday. But other than that, we have won yeah. every single game. We're ranked. We're ranked. We're I think we were twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what we're gonna be on Wednesday now that we've lost. They might kick us out again. But um 
still. And really, because the only reason we lost to Texas, I was there. It was Texas was literally just bigger. Yeah. Like we could not get anything under the basket. We weren't shooting well that day. We couldn't get anything to go in. Um, JJ Quinterly, who is one of our best players, she took a few threes that just mm-hmm. they would not go in. And it was it was one of those things where maybe 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 you needed to fix your shot. Maybe you just yeah. weren't on. Maybe, but it's also it's just. Do you know you know when you're watching a basketball game and they're shooting fine, they're ma- they're taking good shots, they just won't go, go in. Go in. Oh, like yeah. it, it's getting every it's, basketball game of my life. It's getting to the rim and it just won't go in. Yeah. But so that's that's what that game was, really. Yeah, 100%. But um speaking of JJ Quinterly, she's leading the team in points per game and steals right now. I'm a girl. I've I've said it once, I'll say it again. WVU athletes named JJ are just built different. Okay. For real. Built different. Because we have JJ Quinterly on women's basketball. I'm so ready for baseball season to watch JJ, JJ Weatherhold Weather ball out. But, because I was like, man, I was like, funny how some of our best players have the same name. But um, there's also other leaders on the team, like Kaya Watson, uh, Jayla Hemingway, Jordan Harrison, Tavi Diggs, Lauren Fields. There's literally, they're all so good. Mm-hmm. I can't even name all of the team leaders because... They're all playing so well. Um, but I'm really excited about this team. Yeah. I'm so excited too. for the rest of the season. We have a couple of, I'm not going to call them easy games because they're still Big 12. Mm-hmm. But because um, Texas Texas was our, was the women's first uh, Big 12 game. It was yeah. a Big 12 opener. So the home opener. They beat Kansas. Oh, wait. We did play Kansas. I'm sorry. Opener, Big 12 play. I'm sorry. I forgot about Kansas. So we beat Kansas. We actually blew Kansas out of the water. That was a fantastic game. I I was I went to the um, Christmas lights in Ogilvy that mm-hmm. evening, but I listened to the game. Uh, literally so good. So yeah. So we opened Big 12 play with a win against Kansas. Open Big 12 play at home with a loss to Texas. Um, but we have I don't I don't want to call them easy games because they're Big Twelve. But they're against on unranked teams. So our next games are Iowa State mm-hmm. on January 10th yep. at 7.30 p.m. We have UCF January 13th at noon. Those are both away. So we have Ames in Orlando. Say hi to Mickey for me. And then we play Houston at home on January 17th. So I, oh my gosh, literally this team is so exciting. They play, they play so well yeah and then our men's basketball team is also playing basketball <laughs> they, they are also they sh- playing they, they the sure sport. they sure are on that court they are on the court and they are i'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you who's on the court playing basketball raekwon battles on the court raekwon battles on the stinking court <laughs> let's go <laughs> the stinking court but no, uh, uh, <laughs> we are Raekwon. We are so happy you are free. Ray, Ray has been freed. And I'm so... Take that, NCAA. I'm I'm the conductor of the NCAA hate train. And it's... Choo-choo. We've, we've finally made it to a station. But what I was saying, the women's basketball team knows how to play defense. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love watching a team that knows how to play defense. The, pre- the Press Virginia team, like when Javon Carter was here, loved it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what you can do on defense when you put mm-hmm. your hands above your head. Yeah. Which the men don't do. And it's, oh, it's driving me crazy. Because this is what I was saying earlier. Like, women's basketball, fundamentally, is stronger than men's. Mm-hmm. Because... They play defense correctly. Yeah. They just... It's... Anyway. So the men are also playing basketball. Yes. They have a 5-9 and nine record right now. Okay. Um, What is their loss streak right now? They are on... Oh, they're on a two-loss two streak. Um, losing to Ohio State and Houston. Their last one was against Toledo. And they lost two before that. And they won one. And then lost two. And then won one. And then lost... Oh, wait, they're... They're legit on a pattern right now. Ever win, since... Win one, lose two, win one, lose two. Since Jacksonville State, they've won one, lost two, won one, lost two, won one, lost two, 
one, lost two. So we're supposed to beat Kansas State now. Okay. So it means we're going to beat Kansas State on January 9th. Heck yeah. Um, you heard it here first, folks. But anyway, uh, yeah, they have a 5-9 and nine record. Raekwon is freed. So is Noah Farrakhan, who... Creasa. He Well, he, he wasn't in polo prison. He was just uh, suspended. But um, He wasn't in polo prison. Polo prison, yeah. That's so <laughs> stupidly funny. <laughs> well, because well, they don't dress, they have to wear polos. Polo prison. <laughs> so... <laughs> but, so... <laughs> <laughs> Raekwon Battle That's the name of this episode is Polo Prison <laughs> Raekwon Battle and Noah Farrakhan Broke out of Polo Prison yeah. Kirk Kreese's suspension is up They're back So finally Finally It's just as it seemed Like WVU basketball Was catching a break They did catch a break In Jesse Edwards' wrist Stop it yeah, Jesse. That's such a mean joke. <laughs> 2023's joke was Aaron Rodgers snapped Achilles. We're starting 2024 <laughs> with Jesse Edwards. Because he fractured oh, his Kaylee, wrist. That's so mean. But listen, he broke his wrist. Just as literally things were looking up. Kurt Creasa was coming back. We had a case against the NCAA. And then Jesse Edwards fractured his wrist. Now he is supposed to be back within... They said four games. I think it's been about four games. So he's supposed to be back soon. I don't know. I haven't heard an updated timeline. But it's like he's going to heal within a few weeks. Okay. Supposed to. And then Jesse, I'm sorry. That that was mean. It wasn't that I, mean. I apologize. We love you. It was. You're. Yes. I appreciate Best Jesse wishes Edwards. and get well soon. Um, But put your hands up on defense, please. Um, <laughs> No, he plays hands on his sides and it drives me crazy but i still i love jesse edwards he slays he's a king and i hope he gets well soon i hope he comes back to his fullest potential so we can have the team that we were supposed to have at the beginning of the year that like has not played together at all because none of them have been able to play at the same time oh my gosh literally i just feel I don't want to say I feel bad for this team because I don't want to pity them because it's, they're better than they, that. They remind me of a really, really good um, Olivia Rodrigo song. It's always one step <laughs> forward and three, and steps, three back. steps back. It literally is. I'm the love of your life until you make me mad. <laughs> WVU basketball, you are the love of my life, but you An- are making me mad. Another Olivia Rodrigo song, Hope You're Okay. <laughs> I really hope you guys are okay because they've been through it. Address the letters to the holes in my butterfly wings. Whoa. Nothing's forever and nothing's as good as it seems. But um We are getting musical today. I know. Sorry, I'm in a I'm in an Olivia Rodrigo era right now. Because literally, oh my gosh, I've listened to Get Him Back like four times in the last twenty four hours. It's such a we good we did in fact get our we did in fact get our boys back we did get our boys back this and we surprised w- WVU basketball is actually just a giant Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo, Rodrigo Easter egg, egg. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia you're so- first first it was the Reputation Taylor's version Easter egg for the pit game oh my god and now we're just a walking Olivia Rodrigo Easter egg heck yeah this is amazing Here we go, guys but and we will get Jesse Edwards back we will. And we have a few games coming up that he could mm-hmm. come back for. First, we have our Big 12 home opener January 9th at 7 p.m. against Kansas State, which we will win because we have a pattern here. Um, and then we play number 25, Texas, at 6 p.m. on January 13th. Uh, and I think that one should be out in Texas. Well, yeah, it has to be out in Texas. Oh, no. Is it home? That one is home. That one's home. I'm dumb. I'm back so sorry. Back-to-back home game. Yeah, so we, yeah, so home it. Or, home opener, Big 12 home opener, January 9th against Kansas State. And then we're home against number 25, Texas, um, at 6 p.m. on the 13th. And then we are away again against Oklahoma on January 17th at 8 p.m. So, so according to the pattern, according to the script... Um, we're beating Kansas State and then losing to Texas and Oklahoma. Just so you guys know. Place your bets now. 
Um, the, oh my gosh, what was I saying? Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's basketball at West Virginia University now. Yeah. I've been so excited to talk about this. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the West Virginia University football team are the 2023 Mayo Kings (laughs) winners, champions of the Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina against UNC with a 30 to 10 win i should have worn my shirt today you should have I have I how was my, how was the bowl it got shipped to my apartment yesterday my pour some mayo on me shirt um pour some mayo are you they're kidding? white and they say pour some mayo on me and it says west virginia champions are you absolutely kidding yeah where did you get it from i got it online 15 minutes after the game was over a link got sent to everyone's phone that was in the stadium are you kidding like a text link got sent and then they were selling them for 40 in the stadium, and I bought the shirt online for 32 bucks. Oh, slut. So. Okay. I took the easy way out. How, um, how was the game? Oh, my God. It was so fun. <laughs> Dude, it was so good. Um, So, I got to go. It was really cool and fun. Um, I, it was obvious. First off, it was a home game. They hosted a home game for the West Virginia Mountaineers, in Bank of America Stadium. Yeah. I sat next to this kid and he, I could not tell you his name. He went to West Virginia for his undergrad UNC for his master's. And he goes, we're only an hour and a half, two hours from Chapel Hill. There's nobody here. No. And I was looking around. There was really, really nobody there. And you looked up into the upper deck and it was all blue and gold. You looked around the entire side. It was all blue and gold. I will say the loudest thing. <laughs> the loudest thing they in the stadium sweet was Sweet Caroline. Because <laughs> we have a common enemy. My favorite picture ever, if you go look at my Instagram, um, I am holding up a fun little sign that says, Everyone here hates Pittsburgh. Got lots of so love. True. Got lots of love. Um, no, I mean, it was just, it was a really good time. It was really fun. It was a really cool memory. Um, I got to watch the uh, Mayo, the infamous Mayo dunk in person. Oh but, my gosh. But, 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 I was getting text messages. I was getting word of the travesties happening on national television. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the putting of Mayo on Krispy Kreme donuts and on our precious stage delicacy of pepperoni rolls. Literally, I wanted, because, okay, I get. I, I get, I'm going to find the text messages because they're funny. I get that it's a sponsored bowl. I get that they were being silly. But the amount of times those announcers brought up mayo or mayo-related things, yeah. I was like, are, did they know that this is a football game? Mm-hmm. Like... Um, these are my friends, actual text messages. Shout out. They know who they are. These are my, this is my group chat with my closest friends. Is anyone watching these commentators eat different flavors of mayo in between plays? Yes. And it's killing me because I'm disgusted and want to vomit every time. They better be getting paid good for this. I cannot believe they did Krispy Kreme like that. No, because literally, why did they? And then we got into me, uh, Oh, they just talked about a mayo protein shake to give the mountaineer for all the push-ups. What? With a vomit emoji. Um, so it was gross. It was a little like I've never been a big mayo person. Like it mayo just gives me an ick. It grosses me out. I'm not an eggs person. Some it's a texture thing. I just it's a texture and taste thing. I just can't do it. Well, I'm getting you, a little like in the mouth right now. You and Neil Brown both because yeah. before the game they asked Neil Brown if he was a mayo guy or what his favorite condiment was or whatever or no they asked him, i think they asked him if he was a mayo guy yeah and he said uh he's not a mayo guy he said he said no offense to duke's mayo or mayo in general he was like i don't dislike mayo he's like i'm just not a condiment guy at all oh so neil b's out here just raw dog and sandwiches <laughs> apparently Jesus Christ. <laughs> like what Who's not a condiment guy? I'm a. I dip everything in ranch. No. Okay. Oh, we're gonna get into How this. How do you? We're gonna get into this. Okay. How? 
I'm going to shout out my friend Maria. She is from Pittsburgh. Okay. I asked her once, because we were somewhere. She's religious to Heinz ketchup. She swears on God and all that is holy that she can taste the difference between Heinz and other kinds of ketchup. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I asked her once, if if they don't have Heinz ketchup in a restaurant establishment, what do you do? She goes, I get ranch. She's that picky. Like, I like ketchup. I don't discriminate. I prefer Heinz ketchup. But I don't discriminate. Like, See, I'll, if they have ketchup offered at a place and I, can t- I can't tell whether or not it's Heinz, I'm still getting ketchup. Like, I don't care. I like ketchup on a hot dog. I like ketchup on a bacon cheeseburger. That's my oh, yeah. preferred hamburger. See, I, ketchup, I'm not, ketchup, I'm not super picky. But because I grew up with my mom's homemade spaghetti sauce mm-hmm. that is literally so bomb. It is like we love Italians leagues, and my mom isn't even the Italian. We guy. love sauce day in the Italian family. She just knows how to cook, but um, yeah. So I grew up with my mom's homemade spaghetti sauce, which is leagues and leagues above any store bought stuff. I can't eat store bought spaghetti sauce anymore. Oh. I can hardly go to like Olive Garden because it all just it doesn't taste right. Because my mom's is just so much better, but. Um, yeah, so Neil Brown would probably be pretty disgusted with what the announcers were doing um, to Krispy Kremes and protein shakes and most importantly, pepperoni rolls. Yeah, let's talk about this. It disgusted certain folks so much that that we brought Jesus into it. Yeah, Uh, so the Episcopal Diocese of West Virginia Mm -hmm. posted on Facebook... Uh, after this travesty was committed against the state of West Virginia. They said, It's come to our attention that during tonight's Duke's Mayo Bowl, in which WVU competed and won, sports commentators were seen putting Duke's Mayo on pepperoni rolls. Let it be known that putting mayo on pepperoni rolls is an abomination in the eyes of the Lord. Those who perpetrate this heinous act have committed a mortal sin, which can only be forgiven by special dispensation from the clergy of West Virginia. Clergy are permitted to withhold absolution until proper contrition is made, either by burning a couch or making a pilgrimage to the Mothman statue. This applies... Only to those who have put mayo on pepperoni rolls. The use of Miracle Whip is unforgivable. So, um, it appears the announcers have some, um... They gotta have uh, a come to Jesus moment. Some reconciliation to do. Yeah. Uh, but, and they're, that's only because they, they did it with mayo. Now, if any of you heathens out there have put miracle whip on a pepperoni roll um according to the episcopal diocese of west virginia there's no coming back from that one Jesus. yeah so but um, gotta, aside from some of the yeah we gotta talk about crimes these, um we gotta talk about these edible um yes. mascots but the first thing I was going to say is I could not get over. This was my one thing from the Duke's Mayable. We referred to Hudson Clement as Huddy Tuddy. And I could not get the idea of calling this man Huddy Tubby out of my mind. Because the name of the mascot of the Duke's Mayable is Tubby the Tub of Mayo. So Hudson Clement, I'm sorry I've given you a new nickname. You are no longer Huddy Tuddy. You are Huddy Tubby. Sorry about it. I don't make the rules now because Hudson Clement actually played really well oh in the Mayo Bowl. Killed it. So he, he should, killed it. He should be Huddy Tubby. Yeah, for real, for real. Yeah, sorry, I don't but, make the rules. Um, That's your new nickname. All right, let's talk about so the Taylor spite, Swift Pop Tart. In spite of some of these <laughs> crimes committed against pepperoni rolls, there were what some, about the crimes committed against the edible life size well, Pop Tart? I'm getting there because there were some pretty, there were some pretty good tweets to come oh out. Oh my of. god, Twitter during bowl season is my favorite place to be literally we have um we have the pop tart coming out of the toaster to um hire by creed we have Miss americana and the heartbreak prince by taylor swift we have the pop tart standing on top of the toaster with the flame spitting out and the caption is i'm drunk in the back of the car and i cried like a baby coming home from the bar (laughs) which if you didn't know is the bridge to cruel summer by taylor swift reference (laughs) um We've arrived at our first bridge of the evening, and I have a feeling you guys know this one. I'm 
drunk in the back of the car. And then we have the um, we have the coconut shrimp and blooming onion from the Outback Bowl, oh, the yeah. Duke's Mayo mascot, and the Pop Tart. And they have been deemed the four horsemen of the bowl apocalypse. Oh my god! Um, there is the uh, Idaho Potato Bowl mascot, the Cheez It uh, mascot, the Pop Tart, and Tubby, mm-hmm. um, who front office sports on Twitter says just make them the new college football playoff committee. <laughs> literally, literally, I. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. No, they had the actual, I will say, they had both the, um, like, animated human Ramsey as well as the Ram Ramsey. And I could not stop calling that thing a sheep. Like, I I was just, I was, I was so mean to that, to that animal. For no reason. That animal did nothing to me. There's also I, um, this picture of the Pop-Tart and then the mayo dump that says the body and the blood. <laughs> Jesus. And then there's also... Why do we keep bringing Jesus into it? Well, there were there were so many Last Supper jokes, it's not even funny. For the Pop-Tart, mm-hmm. it was actually hilarious. Um, and then there's the Pop-Tart and Tubby... Uh, that says Barbie versus Oppenheimer. Stop. Um, and some folks want the Pop-Tart to perform at the Super Bowl. Uh, or or put the Pop-Tart on the Sphere in Vegas. Honestly, I'd put the Pop-Tart on the Sphere in Vegas. I'd put the Pop-Tart on the Sphere in Vegas. But um, some of the bigger discussions around the uh, food-based mascots mm-hmm. for the bowls this year was um why was about the morbidity of introducing this pop tart that everyone comes to know and love that then they sacrifice in a toaster mm-hmm. in front of everybody and is then consumed by the, the victors w- yes. on live television it is literally but, the Hunger Games. But this brings us to a piece of Pop-Tart lore that I did not know. Mm-hmm. So you know the little sign that he had as he was going into the toaster that said dreams really do come true? Yeah. It's apparently every Pop-Tart's dream to get eaten. Yeah. Like it's not death necessarily. Or it is death, but that's what they dream of. And it's crazy. Like why in the year of our Lord 2023, why are we unlocking the most morbid pop tart lore that they dream of being eaten because it's what their life's yeah, purpose you, is you realize the pillsbury doughboy laughs like that because he's getting tickled right yeah yeah that's it's the same thing in my it's mind just, it's the same thing it's crazy no. i've also discovered this new account on twitter that's art but make it sports <laughs> it's so funny. i have my honorable mention of pop tart um tweets came after the fact and it says if you start the pop tarts bowl post game show on december 31st at 11:46 and 52 seconds the pop tart will emerge from the toaster as the clock strikes midnight are you start off me? the new year by making dreams come true that is so mm-hmm. funny you know, oh my god. But yeah, no, they it's they they <laughs> they ate the Pop Tart. Like it was an edible I don't think it was like the it obviously wasn't the actual suit because it, it comes out with no arms. Yeah. But <clears throat> like imagine it's just a person laying there and you're just eating that would be so crazy. off of a person. Like Oh, and it was then, already the it was already the like premise of a Katy Perry music video, but let's just make anything reality these days. All this hype around the Pop Tart mascot then prompted the Cheez It mascot to come out of the box holding a sign that says "Non Edible Mascot." So, oh, um, that's funny. Don't even try it with the Cheez It mascot. But <laughs> I oh I that love was this so... one comparing comparing the Pop Tart to Elmo with fire. I saw that one too. 
Sorry, we're like just talking about yeah. pictures we're seeing on um, No, it's we will now. be sharing these when the episode comes out. I think we should share our like top five favorite tweets. Oh, we absolutely each. should. But anyway, um that's our Mountaineer Sports recap. That was the best way to end twenty twenty three, honestly, was the Mayo Bowl and all the stuff that went around mm-hmm. with those. But that has been our recap and that has been the first episode of twenty twenty four so exciting i can't I wait i can't wait for another semester with you guys we're going to have so many fun people on here should we're we gonna talk about some should we make it emo make it emo should we make it emo make what emo should we make everyone sad no we're not gonna make everyone sad we're not we're we not are starting the 16 week countdown snow no literally graduation. everybody everybody over break was asking what are you doing after college what do you are you ready to graduate? Are you ready for your last? No, I don't want to talk about it. My favorite thing it. I've ever made was the TikTok I made on the morning of Thanksgiving to the war song from the original Hunger Games trilogy. That's like the song that they play as they're like riding into the like night before the games interviews. Is it Horn of Plenty? Like no, do, 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 do. no, it's the other one. It's like the more hip hoppy one. I can't remember it. Um. I'd have to play it for you. It's called War. But mm. I had it on TikTok and it was the only single and jobless cousin walking in to Thanksgiving to be asked questions about their career and dating life. <laughs> and I literally had the caption being, this is my quarter quell. <laughs> this is my quarter quell. Happy Hunger Games. No, because I rewatched the Hunger Games over Brit. Literally, I was watching Hunger Games, Star Wars. I finally watched the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes with my brother. I finished reading it. We enjoyed it. I need to read it. We enjoyed it. It was good. It was fun. Literally, I could make an entire podcast episode about the book. It's so good. But anyway, we're not going to do that. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap we'll wrap this up. This has been the first episode of 2024. So. I hope you keep listening for the rest of this semester and you can listen at the daonline.com slash podcasts or wherever you stream podcasts. So stick with us because the girls who get it, get it.